And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, Hey there, Bolts fans. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker, and today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Now, I hope everyone's having a good week. The week is winding down. Uh, Some of you have maybe already headed back to work with a lot of the areas around the country uh, slowly but surely opening up. So, you know, We're slowly but returning to some sort of normalcy, and of course, as we've stated tirelessly on the past couple episodes over the last couple of weeks, that hockey is slowly but surely returning, so we're just waiting for that to fully get into swing. You know, we have a lot of the players uh, getting together and having some, you know, time on the ice with each other, just trying to shake the rust off, buzzing around the ice. Uh, Like I said, let's not read too much into what we see in these videos um, posted on social media, you know, some of the players obviously look good, but that's because they're just there by themselves. It's not like they're going to be, they're not making really any contact with each other. They're not really going hard. They're taking shots. They're just doing the basic stuff that any of us would do if we were going to go out with uh, five of our friends on the ice and just, you know, fool around for a couple of hours. So I thought I would change it up a little bit. You know, I've been discussing current events over the last couple of weeks, And I was thinking to myself earlier today, you know, how am I going to be able to change it up? Now, I haven't really been watching a ton of hockey since the, obviously, since the season was postponed. And, you know, we've, I went back uh, early on in, you know, the, the quarantine and I discussed the Stanley Cup finals in which the Tampa Bay Lightning won their first Stanley Cup. And I went over some other games as well, but you know what I never spoke about? The first game in Lightning history. Now, for those of you who may not be familiar with some of the Lightning history, the and I've never watched this game before either, so this was a whole new experience for me. I, I did read up, and I have read up before, about you know how things went in this game. Uh, Chris Contos was the hero in this one with four goals. The Lightning ended up uh, beating the Chicago Blackhawks 7-3 to in an absolute shocker. Then again... You know, it, it says online when you read about this, this game, that it was shocking. Yeah, I'm sure it was shocking because a team from Florida beat one of the original six teams in its first ever game. Not only beat them, but dropped them by four goals. But at the same time, I mean, if you look at this Blackhawks team, they're not that good. I mean, they have Chris Chelios. Yeah, they have Jeremy Roenick and they have Belfour and Net, And that's pretty much it. I mean, they're not that I don't to me, maybe some Blackhawk fans might think differently, but they're not that good of a team. That's just, you know, just looking at that uh, first 10 minutes into the first period of that game. You know, they were making a lot of lot of mistakes. You know, you would have thought that if you don't know anything about hockey or if you didn't know anything about these two teams, you know, if this is even though you've watched hockey before. But let's say you're going into this game not knowing who any of the teams are, who any of the players are. If you're just going based off performance, you probably would have thought the Blackhawks were the expansion team. But that's 
obviously not the case here in this situation. Uh, so, yeah, first game in Lightning history uh, was October 7th, 1992, at the Expo Hall at the Florida State Fairgrounds. Uh, and I was wondering about, when I when I dug a little deeper on this game, about where this is actually played. If you've never watched this game, go on YouTube. It's available in its entirety. This is – I was shocked. You know, it was one of those things – it looked like one of those, I guess, arenas, you could call it, that usually see maybe some of the swimming events during the Olympics take place. I That's the only way I could really describe it other than, you know, trying to play, downplay it as looking like a high school basketball gym. I mean – you know, yeah, there's eleven thousand seats, and you know, there's there's not a lot of seating to begin with in professional hockey. I think most arenas fill up maybe nineteen thousand, maybe twenty. Twenties uh, maybe being a little generous with the numbers, but yeah, nineteen thousand, eighteen is probably you know the ballpark for league average. But eleven thousand, you know, for an expansion team, it it was pretty shocking, and and it's not like this was announced months before the NHL season was supposed to start. Uh, they actually, the NHL actually announced, I believe it was in the uh, the late eighties that they were going to have a put a franchise in Tampa. So the league had a couple of years. Uh, I want to say maybe they announced in eighty seven, eighty eight. I could be, I I'm probably off by a year or two with that exact date, but. I mean, they had a couple of years to figure out this kind of situation. Now, I'm not going to knock the NHL. I mean, come on, up until that point, hockey wasn't exactly a thing in in Florida. You know, the Panthers aren't still weren't a thing yet. Uh, but yeah, it, is, it was just it was just one of those things where even you know you you want to make a big impression as I guess the NHL and really show off to the state of Florida and really make hockey a big thing. And we all saw it with uh, in Vegas, obviously, when the Vegas Golden Knights most recently were there and uh, started, you know, a couple of years ago. And that the T-Mobile Arena there is incredible. You know, I mean, then again, I guess it's there's a lot more room in Vegas. You know, in Tampa, there, you know, you might be kind of the the room, the space to build a hockey arena, especially get the funding for that, may have been a little bit uh, not as uh, reasonable back then. So I, you know, I'm willing to make some exceptions and not be as critical but yeah 11,000 seats and it's just not even the setups and especially with everything going on in the world and you know coronavirus and social distancing like I guess you know with all that stuff going on and now looking at the seating arrangements in this arena it's you're more aware of how people are basically sitting on top of each other and you know I was watching this game and I was like man I, these people are on top of each other and it was just it was just fun to go back and see how things were and you know, how everything started in Tampa Bay Lightning history. Uh, the one thing I did notice, I don't remember if they really pointed it out because I don't think they would really discuss that, especially in a first game um, in, re- in a way to try and endear it to the fans. But it looked like just and maybe because it's just the, the video quality of the game on YouTube, but it, it kind of looked like the ice was melting relatively fast during this game. Now, obviously, the... In all the arenas that the Lightnings have, the Lightning have played in throughout their history, uh, no matter what it is, even now up to this day, I mean, you could hear them referencing it during the whole Stanley Cup Finals back in '04. Is how you know the ice that the Lightning play on kind of gives them a home 
little bit more of an advantage, I guess, because you know uh, they know how to skate on it because it, it melts faster, so it's a lot more, a lot more moisture on the ice, and you know it's it's not uncommon for players to lose their edge, but you know obviously today with all the technology surrounding the National Hockey League and all these ice crews, you know all the tools and all the things that they need um, and that they have nowadays, you know it's kind of not as lopsided when you go to Tampa as opposed if you were playing maybe in a Chicago or a New York or wherever the case may be. But, yeah, it was just one of those things to look back on it. Uh, yeah, Chris Contos scored four goals in this game, scored two relatively quick in the first period to give the Lightning a 2 nothing lead. Uh, up until that point, Chris Contos was out of the league for about maybe two years, uh, which was relatively surprising. Uh, but, yeah, uh, like I said, the, the Blackhawks at that point in time, they, I didn't really check their their – their home loss record up until that point, but they didn't look like a good team. And uh, if memory serves right, 92, I want to say is maybe a Oilers Stanley Cup year. I could be wrong. Actually, no, it's not. It was uh, now that I remember correctly because that was route right around the time Gretzky went to the Kings. So, and I know that they played in a Stanley Cup final while I was in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, so that must have been that must have been when LA played Montreal and Montreal won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and that was actually the last time, uh, if you're keeping track, that the Montreal Canadiens won a Stanley Cup, or the last time any Canadian team won a Stanley Cup. So you know, maybe throw that in some if you have any Canadian friends that root for a hockey team or. You know, next time you're bringing that up as a hockey quiz, that there's your answer right there. But yeah, so. Yeah, it was an interesting year. It's it's you know obviously the Lightning have come a long way as a team and as a franchise. Um, for all of you that may have not know that the group the that's got around the idea to fund the Lightning and to start a franchise in Tampa was headed by the Esposito brothers. And when I say the Esposito brothers, Tony and Phil, both NHL Hall of Famers, uh, both great players. Uh, one playing for the Bruins and obviously the other playing for the Blackhawks. So I guess that's the part of the reason why the Lightning got a chance to play play against the Blackhawks. So, yeah, uh, I would definitely, you know, while you're waiting on hockey, go back and take a look at that. It was definitely an eventful game, of course. You know, 7-3 seven, seven, is always an eventful game no matter who you're rooting for. But, uh, yeah, it was one of those things where it was, you know, I was, sit- I was more in shock watching the game, sitting there thinking to myself, how are all these people? How is there just eleven thousand people in this game? But you know what? Maybe I'm just being a little overcritical. But anyways, uh, yeah. Just a reminder though that today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. So visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Now that we have spoken about the Lightning's origins, uh, it, I couldn't help but think: When is the NHL exactly going to stop? Uh, or when is the next expansion team going to go? You know, because they, obviously everyone knows about Seattle. That will the Seattle franchise, the, which will be the 32nd team in the league, and will begin play, I believe, in 2021-22 season. Uh, and they will be in the Pacific Division, out there in the Western Conference. You know, the league has stated that they. 32 is a good number for the league, but I I just I can't see them stopping. You know, I feel like 
the league wants to continue to grow and of course growing and having more franchises obviously there's going to be more money and you know Gary Bettman you know I I think one a lot of part of the reason we all know why a lot of fans don't like Gary Bettman is because uh, he's taken some teams out of Canada he's shuffled teams around that really had strong fan bases uh, one of them being the Quebec Nordiques uh, they were a franchise in the WHA from 72 to 79 and then moved to the NHL afterwards and then were subsequently moved in 95 to Denver and became the Colorado Avalanche. And so, yeah, it was just one of those interesting things where do we think that the NHL is going to stop? Do I think the NHL is going to stop at 32 teams? Absolutely not. I could see them going maybe to 34 uh, I think 34 would maybe good, be a good number because I think they would eventually want to expand the playoffs, um, maybe make the season shorter, which I hope they don't. I know that there's some talk about that in other sports. I can't see a scenario in which the NHL will decide and the players' union will you know, sign off on that to where they play less than 82 games. But I think that, that yeah, the, the league will absolutely expand eventually. It, it may not be, you know, I guess part of the reason why they wait is they want to see how these other expansion teams do. You know, we saw the uh, how Vegas did well so fast, and then now I guess they're expecting Seattle to do the same, which Seattle has a couple of junior hockey teams, and they're pretty popular out there. Uh, I Off the top of my head, they do have a team out there. I forgot which league it's in, but. I'm sure you can find it. It kind of looks like a Native American totem pole. Kind of looks like that mixed up with the Seattle Seahawks logo. Uh, if anybody knows that, you know, I'm not going to look it up and cheat right now as I'm speaking to you. Uh, but if you do know the name of that off the top of your head, tweet out to the show at LockedOnLightning uh, at gmail.com. And yes, you know, you, I'm obviously aware that you cannot send tweets through email. So go to LO underscore Lightning on Twitter and send us the answer if you know it. I'd, I'd be very much impressed. So, yeah, um, I think a lot of this expansion, you know, I think a lot of it in terms of the league possibly going further with more teams, adding more teams to the mix. I think it's a an experiment. You know, they're exper- they experimented in Vegas, and that went absolutely well, as we all know. I don't think that Seattle – then again, Seattle's going to have a ton of pressure on them to live up to the standards of – um, first-year teams in the league, I think Vegas kind of made it unfair and set the bar super high. Uh, but the league is a lot more, you know, every year the the level of talent and the number of talent in the league g- continues to grow. So I think that the Seattle team, when they do, they have exp- when they do have the expansion draft, this I think the Seattle team is going to be competitive. I think that. You know, even though it's a dogfight out there in the Western Conference, especially in the Pacific Division, I think they're gonna they're gonna be fine. I think they can maybe sneak into the playoffs, get one of those wild card spots. I don't think they're gonna win the conference, but you never know. You never know. Like I always say on every episode, the game of hockey is so strange. You know, you could have a number one going up against a number eight in the playoffs, and the eight sweeps the number one. So we never know. But I think if the league does eventually. If they do eventually expand, add another team to the mix, which would bring the count to 33, uh, I think that Quebec should be. You know, now granted, Quebec is a very small city, and I'm I'm not 
up to date on the economy of Quebec City at the moment, seeing as I'm an American. But um, I just think that maybe it's one of those cities that maybe deserves a hot. I think any city that has lost a hockey franchise deserves a second chance. And I'm also speaking for Kansas City. Um, they had the Kansas City Scouts back in the day. They, uh, I believe, as well as the Atlanta Thrashers, I believe that maybe they should get another chance as well, or maybe they'll throw a you know a different team out there. Maybe um, if I had to think of one city off the top of my head, who maybe maybe the league could experiment in. You know, we all didn't think that hockey in Vegas could work, but look, it's it's one of the craziest fan bases out there right now. Uh, I would say maybe New Orleans. That'd be interesting to see a team down in New Orleans um, kind of maybe start like a little rivalry with the Predators over there or maybe even start a rivalry with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Who knows? Uh, you know, they're close in vicinity. Uh, there was also talk a little years back, back in 2008, uh, Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly discussed briefly about how the possibility of a, t- a team in Europe was only 10 years away and official from the players union i believe or just you know an official within the league came out and said that they would never agree to such a thing which obviously you would have to be crazy i know the nfl kind of started that discussion with having teams overseas Uh, a lot of these people don't realize that you know how crazy that would be you know it's it's already difficult going from california to new york or california to boston or whatever the case may be going across several time zones to play now thinking now try and think about going over an entire ocean to play a game and maybe you you wouldn't be able to have the same schedule as other teams i can't see let's say for the sake of argument the nhl puts a they put a a franchise in england because i know that's a big popular spot you know mlb plays a lot of games there NBA will have some games over in Europe. I know they have some in China. I'm sure they had some in England at some point. Uh, the NFL plays a couple of games there every year, but imagine doing that, uh, doing that trip. You know, every couple of weeks or so. I, I just, I didn't. I, it's not reasonable. It's not reasonable. Uh, I just can't see a team. Let's say the Lightning have to play a home and home against whatever teams in London. That would be. That would that would kill the guys on the team. Uh, they would be absolutely wiped out and jet lagged. Um, but I'm sure over time they would get used to it. And but at the same time, you know, it wouldn't be that. I can't see it being very good quality hockey. And I can't unless you're going to throw a team in Russia or Sweden or one of those countries. And even then, that's even farther than England. I can't see it happening. Even though they would probably do well, but I don't know if it would generate as much revenue as maybe some of the NHL teams normally do. So we would have to wait and see. Another another idea for and maybe another expansion city. Uh, obviously, this city already has a team, but I think it would be interesting. Is Minis- uh, Minneapolis now? Obviously, the Minnesota Wild are already there, but the Minnesota Wild. Um, they're one of those teams every year in the Western Conference that I always root for them to, you know, go somewhat far in the playoffs, and they they never seem to have their act together. And I think that me and they 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 it doesn't seem like they have a lot of pressure on them to make certain moves. Uh, maybe because college hockey is somewhat bigger there, and obviously rightfully so because you know, let's face it, the college hockey there, Minnesota, 
University of Minnesota, Minnesota Duluth, um, I believe St. Cloud is there as well. Um, you know, those teams are very competitive. They're always in the college hockey tournament, and some of them make it even to the Final Four, or the Frozen Four, actually, every year. So I think that maybe putting a another franchise in Minnesota, whether it's in Minneapolis or somewhere else in the state, I think that would be good not only for the league, but but as well as for the Minnesota Wild. That would kind of have some sort of pressure, I would imagine, on the Wild to me maybe be more competitive and kind of especially do a little bit things differently with their franchise. Um, so it would be interesting. I think maybe that's part of the reason why they should do it, just because to just put the Wild on notice and be like, hey, you guys need to clean it up. We gave you a franchise. Yeah, you made it to the finals one year and you were very competitive and you've You've been somewhat competitive, but it's time to take it up to take it up another notch. Considering you are in a hockey state, or even throw um, a, a franchise in Wisconsin, maybe put a team in Green Bay. I'm curious as to how that would work, or you know, maybe put another team in Michigan. I'm sure that's that's blasphemous to some old school hockey fans, especially you Red Wing fans, if you're listening on this. Uh, you know, there's we could go on forever about, you know, what the league could possibly do with an expansion team. But, you know, we're going to have to see how this uh, this little mini experiment, I guess you could call it, goes in Seattle. I think they're going to be fine. I'm still waiting and very interested to see what they are going to call what it, what the, the actual team name is going to be. I've seen certain I've seen the one name that seems like it's going to be is the Krakens. I hope that's not the name. That just that's just a terrible name. Uh but who knows? I I would like to see maybe if the NBA, maybe they could work out a deal with the NBA where they could buy out the name and just call them the Supersonics. Um I'd be I'd be very, very interested to see what they do with that stuff, but we won't know until they announce it. Hopefully they announce it sooner than later. And if you've seen some of the concept jerseys for the the Seattle quote-unquote Krakens, it's not looking good, people. Uh, I saw it was like a light purple with just black um, and white with it. I'm curious. I would imagine they would do something like that with a white away jersey, and then the alternate would be all purple, I guess. Um, I guess the all purple would look good if they throw in kind of like a chrome look into that. So we'll just have to wait and see. But, yeah, I'm super interested. I, I think that... I think that expansion is great for the league, and I think that um, no matter what happens, uh, they'll the the league will will expand regardless of what they say right now. The Lockdown Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the host, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com backslash Black Lives Matter. So you're probably listening to the show and you're wondering, how do you come to the show every day that you record with so much energy, regardless of what's going on in the world and the lack of hockey? Well, I'll tell you, the one thing I love to eat before I, I get on the show and I record is a Bilt Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off. These things are absolutely incredible. I don't know how else I could say it, but yes, they're absolutely incredible. The official flavor of Locked On Lightning is toffee almond. I was a banana nut bread guy for a while and then, you know, I kind of 
dove back into the complimentary uh, box that Built Bar sent me, and I stumbled upon toffee almond, and I said, no way, they can't be better than banana nut bread. And I took a bite, and I was wrong. So if you don't know what a Built Bar is, it's these these protein bars, and you know they have all these different flavors. I even had one that was orange, and trust me, it, it was legit orange. You know, It tasted like they just threw the orange in there, covered it in chocolate, put it in a wrapper, and sent it to you, and took all of you know the bad stuff that you see in a candy bar and replaced it with a with a protein bar, and these I've had many protein bars in the past. Uh, I've I've even had the disgusting chalky, uh, tasting Cliff bars. But yeah, protein bars definitely beats these the Cliff bars or any protein bars out by a mile. So go to builtbar.com, get your free variety pack, or you can mix and match all you want. So go and you could use the promo code Locked On and you get ten dollars off your first order. So I was counting down the days the other day to when we should probably have the playoffs uh like i said on past episodes it's probably going to be late july maybe early august depending on what the league really decides and because they're really keeping an eye on what's going on with the virus now we've seen some spikes around the country uh but i'm not too worried especially in florida but i mean like i said on past shows don't get too alarmed because it's with everything reopening up you have to remember a lot of a lot of people haven't been exposed. Maybe it's part of because they just haven't been in the outside world and maybe their immune system is low and, you know, just stuff like that. And there's more susceptible to catching the virus than some other people who have been kind of out and about during this whole quarantine situation. Uh, but yeah, so I decided, you know, to kind of help the Lightning this year uh, towards possibly, hopefully, winning a cup. Because you know we all want to see that. Now, in years past, I've done the the stereotypical uh, grow out the beard thing. Yes, it works. I mean, it's worked to a certain extent. And trust me, um, nobody appreciates uh, me shaving it off more than my girlfriend, especially when the team has lost. But um, I think it's time to change it up. I think yeah, as much as you want to stick with tradition, grow out the beard. I think it's you know we need to go a different way about it as fans. So I decided, you know, let's let's skip that on the shirt because what I do is my my little routine for the playoffs is that I will wear the same shirt during every game or jersey. Usually I wear a shirt because, you know, it's obviously we're getting into the hotter months. And if you're going out, if you're watching the game outside or if you're watching it, you know, out at a bar or even at home, you're, you're going to sweat. That's just the way it is because it's going to be humid out and all that stuff. But I decided, you know what, screw all that, screw comfort. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be going crazy anyway during these games, so you know might as well go all in and bring back some nostalgia and some magic from the past. So I uh, went online. I'm not gonna tell you what the website is because this is one of my favorite websites to order cheap jerseys from. I'm not gonna tell you because um, I don't want you guys taking all the jersey options away from me. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you want to really know, you know, you can hit me up on Insta- on uh, Twitter at AP Danker, and maybe I'll give you a a uh, little hint as to which uh, website it is. But yeah, I uh, I purchased a throwback from the 04 season, a Marty St. Louis jersey. Now, to have maybe bring some of that good uh, juju to, uh, to the games night in, night out. And hopefully the Lightning could do the same thing um, as that 04 team, but we'll just have to sit and wait. I'm super excited. Every day that we get closer to training camp starting and to the potential restart of possibly late July and early August, 
I'm I'm gonna be crazier and crazier on every show. So, and I appreciate all you fans that have stuck with us, all you listeners that have stuck with us throughout this whole time. Really appreciate it. I know it sometimes is hard to maybe watch, listen to a show, especially when nothing's going on. But you've done it, and I'm so happy for the response that you guys have given me on Twitter, uh, which a lot of you reaching out to me. And like I said, I am truly eternally grateful for all your support throughout this time you know without you guys we wouldn't have been able to stay in business here but you know what we're here we're bringing the enthusiasm the same way you guys bring the enthusiasm when you reach out to me and the show on twitter so yeah and just remember tell your friends if you know if they're not aware of the show that this show is it's available wherever you find podcasts spotify apple uh, I believe it's Google Play as well. That's what it's called, you know, and, and all those other outlets. So yeah, uh, and tell them to like, subscribe, follow the show. So you know they'll be right in the mix of it when uh, we release new episodes. Yeah. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host Adam Danker. I'll talk to you on the next.